Welcome everybody to episode 15 of the Healthy Music Diet Podcast, where we expand your music palette one track at a time. I'm your host, Lloyd Knows, and I think that this is going to be three weeks since I've posted a new episode, because I think like the first week was like my mom's birthday over the weekend, so I didn't record anything, and then last week I was kind of busy working on a YouTube video. If you haven't yet subscribed to my YouTube page at Lloyd Knows. Same emblem as my Instagram page at Knows underscore podcast. So you can find me on YouTube because I've been putting a lot of attention in a sense, which kind of like neglected the podcast. But I do miss this long form of me just talking on the top of my dome and everything. So I've been focused on it. So I I did not have the chance of getting an artist to come on this episode, which I'll be trying harder for the next week or two to get someone else new to come on it. So stay tuned for that let's get into like the music news portion of the episode and if you hear me eh, i might sound a little like fluish i don't got the roni trust me i don't got the roni i'll be on my own quarantine i think i don't even know what it is but uh, i'll be good <laughs> so if you follow me on instagram you will know that i'll be posting regularly like every week during the weekday so I just want to talk about some of the posts that I've posted about and expand on my own opinions on it. So now Facebook has started their own paywall for businesses and content creators to host live shows. So now if you're a musician and if you fit their terms and conditions, you can actually um, put on shows on Facebook and invite people to come and pay a to pay an admission fee to come watch you perform or if it's whatever maybe a game show you want to do or any other business format you can actually now make revenue because i think they said live music might not fully be there until maybe late 21 or like 2022 which sounds crazy because now how are musicians going to actually survive because most of their revenue is coming from off the road and I made a YouTube video on why rappers should actually follow in the footsteps of business like their Latin rapper counterparts because I don't want to ruin the whole thing. Wish you should go to my YouTube channel and watch it because I think it's very entertaining. Not think, I know it is. And um, yeah, so they're in a distribution deal most times. So now their revenue percentage It's not split down the line or it's not like they're actually working for the record labels and the record label is going to take like 85 for if you're a good artist to 90% if you're just a regular 95 of your um, revenue. So that's a way that during streaming, uh, artists can actually make more money through distribution deals because they're going to push it out and then they're going to take like a 15% cut off of all the revenue. Because I read that, what is it called? Yeah, music numbers in a sense were down, which I don't see why. Maybe it's the rise of podcasting, which is another reason why I do believe in like in like the next five years, podcasting is going to be the primary and record labels are going to start signing podcasts to their label. It's not even going to be like a music label anymore. It's going to be, a, I don't know, like an entertainment label, distribution label or whatever. Which would be kind of cool, though. <laughs> you assigned to, like, Rockefeller. <laughs> if it was back in the day, you see Dame Dash, Crazy Ass. 
and then he signs to Kanye. You don't got the answers. Come on your show. Get the ratings up. Then he take his cut. Hey, it's a win-win for all. But, oh, yeah, so back to the thought. So, um, since it's down right now, there's still, as a whole, the music label's making a million dollars per hour still, which is crazy. Not like, oh, one individual, but, like, all together in America, it adds up to a million. So, maybe, like, Sony, all of them split. Because I remember I was looking at what their market share is, and they look pretty much almost 33 33 33 but it's kind of like 40 for universal music group and then like 28 for i think sony and some other groups was at like 30 percent so it's almost even in a sense but yeah that's still crazy million dollars per hour just off of music and the artists ain't getting jack shit which is funny so yeah so the youtube live not the youtube facebook live shows those are going to be really good ways for artists to make money and hopefully independent artists can meet their terms and services because i'm pretty sure youtube's going to take a cut so they're going to be taking everyone once they vetted them and verify them to like start putting out shows which would be cool so if you have like an album release party you can have a five dollar paywall and have your friends come over and then who knows if you really about your craft you can put out a new album like a new mixtape or ep like four tracks each month instead of putting out an album and each month people come and listen to your music pay five bucks chill with you for like an hour or so talk with you and yeah, and you can start generating income. So if you get grow over time, you can get like a hundred people paying five bucks or whatever, making five hundred dollars minus whatever commission Facebook takes. And you can I don't know get a nice pretty penny, and over time it grows. Yeah, you, and then that could be it can turn into your primary income in like a year, and then eventually once you can start performing live, you can have a sense of where your audience is at, and then you can go target those locations for your super fans. And now you can take them from the digital platform into the physical and you're lit. You know, the vibes. Yeah. Everyone can win, but you got to know it. Like this, not a Jimmy Neutron brain, like brain blast. I'm like, uh, I got it. And like, no, it's, you just see what the momentum of the environment's like. And you pivot. You always got to pivot. You know, you got to have like the, what is it called from like basketball camp? They haven't played basketball or like the triple threat position. You can pass, shoot or dribble. You got to know which one you're going to pull out to be lethal and score. You know the vibes. And then the next story is that Lizzo won her lawsuit for Truth Hurts because I guess like two guys who were, I get uh, in a sense, helped write the song. They're trying to sue for that. I just took a DNA and it turns out I'm like 100% that bitch. I've You know, I like that song. But I never listened to it by myself. I don't know. I like that one song with Lizzo where she was like in a commercial and she was trying to like work out. Like it's all in my hips or something like that. Like do 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 something. Like, I don't know. It was fire. I like that song because I heard at a bar back in college. I'm like, all right, I can get to that. But like truth hurts. If I'm out in a bar, I'm gonna listen to it. But I'm not really listening to the words. I'm just waiting for the chorus, which is fire. So. And so she won her lawsuit 
it got dismissed. So now she doesn't have to break bread with these people trying to sue her. And that's the crazy thing because what some group named like Yellow Cab was trying to sue um, Juice World for percentages off of. I can't even think. I don't know if it's like I'm not feeling too too well. Can't think of it, but it's not dark twisted fantasies like I can see in the in my room. Yeah, that song. That pink lemonade, not pink lemonade, lyrical lemonade made a YouTube video for. He directed it. Because what's his name? Sly Stitch or some famous like guitar or musician from like the eighties. He already took like 80 percent or ninety percent of that song royalties now because they're like oh it was you took like the bait the melody of it and you now you just use it as your own and now they're trying to take whatever percentage is left of of juice worlds and the worst part is that they filed another one after his passing which is like yo bro are y'all fiending that hard but if you do have a case which the case is like he said in an interview that he listened to like music by them in like sixth grade so they're trying to say that from um him listening to their songs it actually prompted him in the back of his head to actually subconsciously make certain key phrases and um words that way in the song so now they're trying to sue i don't know i don't think it's gonna go anywhere so good luck with that and Flo Melly, Flo Melly, shit, yo, she signed a publishing deal instead of a record deal. I'm telling you, women are the future of music, even more. Like not even in just like pop, cause you know pop, you got like the Dua Lipa, yes sir. Oh my god, beautiful. But she made good music too. Well, the songs where she's featured on, I like. I don't really like her music, music, but when she's on like that Calvin Harris and um the remix for Brock Hampton Sugar ooh fuego and oh, what's her name like Taylor Swift yeah the, all of them are like pretty much leading the charge for pop cuz there's really like Justin Bieber in the forefront but yeah so now on rap you got the WAP group you got Megan and then you got Cardi now they're pretty much some of the hottest artists in the rap space and Flo Melly's coming up and instead of signing the deal where she's going to give away like 85% of her rights she was like you know what we can get a split partnership I'm not going to be a worker for you it's going to be a partnership and now the publishing can actually help push out her content to generate revenue which is a better which is a better business model and that's why Russ has been saying for the longest like get a distribution don't don't just be signed to these labels if you don't have the work ethic to actually figure out how to blow up even more to have that machine. Because if you don't have the ambition to blow up or to like actually work besides the music side, just singing like the business side of it, you're going to fail. So sign um, a distribution deal and live off the royalties if you're not going to be working as hard to do it but even working as hard you're still gonna um pay dividend because you're gonna keep more of the revenue and more of your um split you can still break bread off to distribution deals pay radio stations or whatever 
but you're going to keep more of the capital and your ROI on your return is going to be even greater because you don't have to break even and then recoup and all that bozo shit that a lot of musicians are. And I heard a lot of artists right now are getting dropped from their labels because, oh, it might seem like they're lit right now because it says two million monthly listeners, but I'm going to make a YouTube video in like the next month that not all streams and monthly listeners are created equal. Just because it says you have 2 million listeners doesn't mean that they're actually super fans. Because for one, it could just be, oh, you just got a placement on a playlist. You can work with like a playlist group that will put your music out there and people are just going to just listen to it. It's not like they like you where they're going out their way to search for your music. So... That's what's going to inflate and pad up those numbers because a lot of artists, they can have like 5 million monthly listeners, but can't sell out a venue themselves because those aren't real true fans. Because I remember I got a notification from Spotify saying that I'm in Cranium, Jamaican artist, which is like international now, like top 10% of his fans. And like I listen to his music back in like eh, like probably like two months ago like all the time like every day i'll probably play like two of his songs off his album which is fire still which i still do now but i'll play it for maybe like two like maybe four tracks or so and it told me i'm a super fan and there's other artists that i'm listening to continuously and i never got that notification and i'm like yo it says he has like two million monthly listeners so it might be also because he was featured on a lot of songs from other big name artists. So just because someone might listen to um, a Tory Lane song and he's on it, it's going to contribute to his monthly listeners, which doesn't mean that in a sense he's actually getting all the money from those monthly listeners because it might just be Tory Lane's or whatever deal they made and whatever now music is actually generated from his catalog will actually make money. So yeah, all views aren't created equal and you the record labels be um, farming streams all the time like Nicki Stans, Justin Bieber, Ariana Grande fans, like they'll just be playing the songs like on repeat while they go to sleep, just have it in a loop. Which should be illegal. It, it should be like a rule that after like five times, you have to hit like a button that says you're actually listening like how Netflix have are you still watching Netflix when you're Netflix and chilling? Because now you're just going to be running up streaming numbers, which I know in their system, they know how much hours of music a day an artist is actually going to listen to music. So that's their payout rate. But if everyone just in the world just start leaving it on, now they're going to have to pay out more money. They're going to lose money. And now they're going to cut all the, the, um, percentages even lower because i think they cut it already even more so yeah i don't know it's just a big big thing so this is another reason why you should start having ownership and in the article well in the video which you should watch i don't want to like ruin it 90 percent of artists don't even make twenty five thousand dollars a year so just put that in like perspective okay it says you have a million monthly a million monthly listeners if all of them listen to your song once on your like catalog and not oh a featured track that should generate you like three, four, five thousand dollars a month. So if it's like three, that's like thirty six thousand. 
And if you're signed to a label and they sign you at like a $300,000 record contract, that's not a full 300,000. It's going to be like 150 up front. And see, you're not even breaking because if you're only going to generate $36,000 off of your music, now you're still in the hole for like 90K. And you're never going to get out that deal. And that's what happened to Cray Sean also. So yeah, good for Flo Melly. And I hope um, people will start to take heave of what she's doing and replicate that. And in a sense, kill off the record labels. I'm tired of record labels dictating what music is out there i'm like bro i i literally don't and this is another reason why i have my show so i can expand your music palette one track at over yeah one track at a time wow i'm not really (laughs) feeling too good fuck um yeah so in another music news tiktok is actually gonna distribute your music that you make for tiktoks onto streaming platforms because they inked a deal with, I think, United Music to be the distributor of all music that's on TikTok. So if you make a song and you post it on TikTok, but you don't have it anywhere else, you can actually now go through TikTok and have them distribute it. But I'm pretty sure they're going to kill you with margins and percentages. I know they're going to probably take like 50% above the, the industry standard or something like that. Because... TikTok got to take a cut and then United Music distribution company has to take a cut. So if it's like 15%, 15 to 20, each of them are taking it. So now they might take up to 50% of all revenue, which is another smart move. Because now TikTok's going to be making bread now off of music once people start streaming it, which is another way they're trying to finesse because they noticed that a lot of people are blowing up on TikTok and then they'll sign to record labels who are going to predatorial pimp them out. And eat off that one song that they have that they know they're not gonna blow up after that. So they might sign them to a million, but they know they're gonna make 10 million over the lifetime of that song for like that time span, maybe three years. So they know they're gonna finesse them. And now uh, I think TikTok took whiff of it and, like, you know what? Yo, we're making superstars. So why not me actually get a cut in it? Yeah, in the game and now what's his name the co-creator of American Idol he's doing a UK show for TikTok where if you can um, put your own routine together and they'll rate it because he's looking for the next big super superstar uh, group so yeah it's going to be interesting because you know how Trump's trying to be in it and he um, upped it to 90 days. So we're going to see how, if everything really does come into fruition. And lastly, Imagine Dragons, they sold their publishing for $100 million. That's crazy. I mean, I thought it would be worth more. Because, wait, weren't they the um, group that sang that song, Pompeii? Like, I'm not really a Imagine Dragons fan. Like, I didn't really care for them. I didn't really listen to them. I knew they were, like, big on the radio back in the day once, like, radio was still breathing instead of being on life support. Or they had that song Radioactive, I think. Because every time I think of Imagine Dragons, I think of Dragon Tales with, like, that mango seed or that, like, that stone. (laughs) I'm like, oh, my God. So, yeah, Imagine Dragons hold their publishing, and this is maybe a bad sign because uh, maybe a lot of 
groups are cash flow negative. So if their expenses are coming up to a certain number, they might need to just sell it off because that's what the dream did. I think he sold, I think half of his pub or like a third, I don't know. He sold me or maybe all for, I think like $30 million back in the day, like a couple, like a year or two ago. And now with Corona, since they can't perform, which I'm imagining, <laughs> like imagine dragons that they make a lot of their money off the road. So they're probably thinking I make a hundred million dollars in like two years off of just road itself. So if that, if it's not coming back until like 2022, why not just sell it, the publishing and whatever new music, I don't know how the, the structure of the deal is. So maybe their new stuff they um they keep and all their old shit the new company takes but i don't know it might be a good deal because well you know what let me go check imagine dragons because i want to know how much monthly um listeners they have imagine oh 33 million okay yeah so i don't know why they did that and it's what like five of them so if they all take in a split 100 million that's like 20 and then you're going to get into that tax bracket. They're probably taking if they're in the United States and if they're out is even worse in certain European countries where they take like 50% of your income. So they might take half like out of 45%. So now you're left with 5.5 just to sell. It's like, is it really that worth it? Yo, that's crazy. Cause if they sold their publishing for a hundred million and Spotify is giving Joe Rogan, a hundred million dollar uh, contract. I think it's a year or so. That's crazy. So Joe Rogan is doing numbers like Imagine Dragon. Imagine that. And dagada, and dagada. <laughs> Some Jamaican shit. So yeah, hopefully not many more artists are going to be selling their catalog. Yo, I want to see what Drake's catalog is worth. It's probably worth, mm, I'm not going to say a billion. I'm pretty sure he made, yeah, this dude made over a billion dollars for the record uh, label so far, but I, I think it's around $500 million, his catalog over his life. Cause I can see, you know, I actually, you know, I'm going to refrain from saying that, that, um, Drake music is going to still have that power once he stops. Cause I don't know. Lately I noticed like Drake doesn't have, he had that first week attention, but over time it's really not lasting as much. Like he's going to get that first month or first week crazy sales, but the retention rate is going to drop off like crazy. So from what I've been noticing, so I just want to see how much Drake's catalog is and other big name artists. Ooh, Rihanna's catalog. No, I think it's Rihanna's catalog is probably like 300, 200 to 300. Yeah. And that concludes the music news for this week. <laughs> and now on to the album review. And I'm super excited. Hint, hint. On the album I'm going to be reviewing for this week. Cause this one actually surprised me. I, I was not expecting it. It recently just came out from the time of the recording, like a couple days ago, during New Music uh, Fridays. And honestly, the New Music Fridays playlist on Spotify was really good. Cause like every Friday at 12 a.m., I would check it just to see what new songs from like the mainstream are blowing up. 
and they had a really good list because the last like two three weeks it was lackluster i'm just like eh. like bts i see why people like that what is it korean group bts because they had a new song called dynamite that song was heat like it was fire i liked it i'm gonna watch the music video but i just never gave them a chance because of on twitter every time you just be posting about or just a topic or trend about a topic you'll just start seeing the freaking k-pop stands or bts stands just start throwing in bts um gifts in the comments like yo bro there's a time and place for everything like yo chill out so it kind of turns you off it's kind of like the beehive not nah, let me stop let me stop <laughs> i don't want to say anything about the beehive i might get stung they might bring out the wasp yeah this ain't a b movie niggas. i watch movie yes sir so yeah let me chill with that but yeah there's a lot of other uh really good songs that came out this new music friday playlist and the one that took the cake which i love was no other than duckworth if you don't know duckworth he's a musician i think he's based in la and he's been putting out music for a while like i've been following him for maybe like two years now because i think he started in like 2016 and he had a song called like naruto i liked it and then he had some other um albums i can't even remember off the top of my head i'm not 100 percent well but his new album super good hmm i, I should do the um start making a sasson as a rating that sasson array um rating how much sasson is there Mm. And then you sprinkle a little adabo for like the half points. Like if it's a 8.5, the 0.5 is that little adabo. You know, I might put a little 7 adabo in it. You know the vibe. <laughs> Fuego. It was hot. But I will say after listening to this album, I'm a fan of Duckworth now. Because before I'll have him in matter my Spotify playlist. I'm like, all right, he's there. I'm not really going after him to find him to play him in my playlist if he just pops up he pops up but now i'm gonna be sought after whatever he puts out now and i'm gonna be checking for him heavy like heavy d yeah so yeah let's get into a super good so the first song is new money by duckworth and it's more of a upbeat happy song you know what yo who's the artist who is it hold on let me think damn i can't think of the dude name right now like my brain is like mad fuzzy but he reminds me of another artist in this song well his cadence but no like this is like a upbeat like it's a upbeat dance song but low-key at the same time because like during the chorus he brings it back low but still have the the vocal the background music still going up so it's kind of like an upper and a downer at the same time so you just like staying in some euphora which i really like and then when i don't know who's the singer on it which woman it is but her voice on it it kicks the st- it kicks off the album i would say this album is one of the most well done crafted cohesive projects i've heard in a long time like everything flows 
perfectly and i feel like it wasn't by design too or maybe it is but i don't know it does it doesn't come off like oh it was forced it just feels super organic if you know what i mean because sometimes you'll listen to a project and, be, and it sounds cohesive and then it just goes off somewhere else you're like yo what the hell then it gets back on course and it's kind of like why i don't know i felt like it was like more i don't know whatever but yeah new song is a good song it's a good starter i'm not gonna say it's like the best song off the album but it was a good lead off it got on bass for me if we're talking in baseball like it was a really good song to start off the whole mood of the album and then money dances next with john doe i love her i just don't know why she's not bigger than where she's at like i think no i know she can average like 1.5 million monthly listeners but for some reason she just never got to her full potential because i've been listening to her since like 2014 from chicago but at least she's still making music so that means hopefully she's making a living because i'm pretty sure she's independent but like money dance is it's it's up there it could have been a single I would say this album, yeah, I would say this album has at least four singles that could have actually been released, which is kind of crazy because a lot of song, um, albums only have like one single that's leading the charge, but he has like at least four or five songs that could have been singles upcoming to the album release. But John Doe, she does her own thing in it. Like, just her in, like, the background giving support in it while Duckworth is leading the charge. Beautiful. And it's really funky. Because if you see the album cover, he's, like, dressed. He looks kind of suave. But disco from, like, the Matadors. With his own little weirdness attached to it. Which I just love that about him. Like, you can see his characteristics and his whole demeanor and who he is through his artwork and now you can see it and hear it and feel it through the music also it's kind of like you're actually really knowing him it's not like a facade compared to a lot of other people who put on um, a facade to sell tracks and then the next um, song is a in, like yeah it's an interlude called Trickin' Yeah, it's cool. It's like a patticate song. It's the people like cl- clapping hands. Too bad, you know, the Ronies out here. So it's not going to be too fitting to do so right now. But, you know, it was recorded beforehand. I don't know. I don't feel like that should have been in the third spot. It should have probably been fourth or fifth. But quick, the next um, song on the track was really good. I actually enjoyed it. It's, it's giving me Justin Timberlake 2000 vibes. I'll say there, yeah, that's what the album is giving me. Early 2000 vibes made by Pharrell. Like you can feel like Pharrell influence in this whole project. Like, yo, it's not Neptune's Pharrell where you can hear like the, the simps in it that are distinct. Like how Timberlake, like Timberland has his own sound. Like, yo, it's a Timberland and then there's a Swiss track. But 
you can kind of hear Pharrell in it, which I really like about it. In quick, it's a low-key song. You know what? I don't see why this song was actually placed in the spot it was. Because normally, like, your three and four spot is supposed to be, like, your heavy, heavy hitters. But I feel like, as I said earlier, he was going for a more cohesive thought. And he believed that these songs are going to set the tone. And then he's going to finish it off strong. Because he wants you to actually listen to the whole project. And just, like, the different instrumentals that are influenced in it with the piano. Like, the piano in it is giving me some early 2000 mixed with some bossa nova from sergio mendez how he was um doing his project in i think 2006 or black eyed peas it gives you that mm, nice cool suave feeling then the next song on the project is called too bad and i would say that this song didn't really give me all of that it was it was a good song it gives me commercial vibes mixed with janelle monet like her music like this feels like a janelle monet inspired track and i could see it on an h&m commercial exactly that's where i feel this song is it's supposed to be a placement because usually you know not every song is going to be a number one hitter so if you want to make a living, start putting music and placements for movies, TV shows, commercials, anywhere to actually make a really good living. So I feel like this is where he was going for this song because it doesn't sound like a radio hit. And then one of my favorite songs is up next. It's called Kiss You Right Now, where he's like, ah, shit, ah. No, he's like, I think I wanna kiss you. Like this is a sensu- a sensual song with the falsettos from like Justin Timberlake from 2001, like from the Justified album. Like this song feels like it should have been in the Justified album by Justin Timberlake. Like it's just so slow, but you can feel everything from this track. Like, just the different touches. I don't know. Not, not really touch, but... Like, you... Everything's heightened when you listen to this song. Like, you could feel the whole song. Super slow, but it does what it was supposed to do. Like, I understand exactly what Duckworth was trying to get in this song. Like, this is supposed to be a kickback song. You and your significant other. Or, you know, you have a shorty... Or look called ting. You just, you know, you're chilling. You throw the song. You can get the mood, dim the light to set the aura and the atmosphere. Like, this is that type of song. Like, it's a nice song. I love this song. And then the next song is one of the singles that came before the album, Coming Closer, which was on my last episode for my playlist. I really like it. I like the girl Glam. You know, honestly... Once I listened to it again, when he added the visuals for it, like yesterday, I was talking to my um, sister and the thought came to mind. This song, Come Closer, should have been given to Azealia Banks. I love this song, 
But Azealia Banks, I know she would have killed this song. Like, this is all Azealia Banks-esque. Like, I love this song. It's a house song, which Azealia Banks really fo- focuses on. is house music, but house rap, where she raps over a house instrumental. And this is exactly what it is. And this is a dance song. Like, whenever I hear this song, it reminds me of the scene in The Matrix uh, Reloaded, the second movie when they were in the cave. I could see this song being in it. It's mad, like, house makes a little techno in it. And, like, the um, distortion in the voices for Glam when she sings, like, the hook. Beautiful. I didn't like the second female verse because there's Glam and then there's another chick. I forgot her name. It didn't do anything for me. They should have added Azalea Banks in it, in my opinion. If not, give it to her. And then the next song is Say What You Mean. This reminds me of a early, not early, late Pharrell type song. It's a lot of claps in it. But this is him trying to rap. And trying to um, convey a message. Talking about a woman. But it wasn't, it was, no, this is an album song. It's nothing more than that. It's supposed to pad up the the, the um, project. It's, eh. It was alright. I didn't really like it. And then the next song is Did You Notice. And now this is giving me like Al Green, soul vibes mixed with Mac Miller. Like how Mac Miller makes his songs. Like this is a Mac Miller song. From it's not off a good M. This is more of a what is it like a Blue Side Park? I think that album or the song or the album after Good M. Yeah, super low key. I like it. And then after that, there's Gene Smoke Break, which is another interlude. It's giving me that Tory Lanez, how he has the chicks tape interludes where the girl's on the phone talking. It was cool. It was cool. Then my favorite song's up next. And it's Super Bounce with Earth Gang. Ooh, it's giving me... um, It's giving me Innocent Pack with no knowledge when they had their little project. Super old school. Like It makes me want to take some chia seeds, put it in my head, and grow an afro. Fuego, man. This song is, I don't know, just maybe you want to put on a disco ball and just be chilling, man. Like, and have everything in black and white. If I made a video for the night, just keep everything. Just, mm. It's pretty much a love song. I like this song a lot. And Earth Gang, they did their thing on it. Beautiful. Beautiful. The chorus, like, super bounce. Super bounce. Yeah, go and drop it. Yes, sir. And then the next song is The Weekend. It's called Weekend. It's a minute 30, 90 second song. Like, it's. It's, it's more him more rapping. If you like, like, Joey Badass type of music, you will like it. And Mac Miller is like a mixture between those two. And he's just really talking about, it's the weekend, weekend. Like, you're just waking up in the morning, like, you play this song, 
in the morning on a Saturday. It gets you right. Like, all right, yo, you know, it's the weekend. Let's live it up. Let's make the best of the 24 hours or 48 hours that we have. Yeah, so it's a good song. And then the next song is Tuesday. I, I see what he's doing. Weekend and then Tuesday. Now, Tuesday is supposed to be a catchy radio song. Super catchy. He was like, get it, get it, get it. And then whoever um, produced it. Oh, this reminds me of Ty Fountain song. Um, Big or Big Freaks or something like that. Like, now nah, this sounds like a radio song. You got to listen to it. It makes you want to dance. Oh, no, no, no. Dang, I can't think of it right now. Like the... um. Like the drums in it, when it hits, like, boom, boom. Oh, dang, I can't even think. But nah, definitely check this song Tuesday out. It's a catchy song. And then this is the next song, World on Wheels. This is probably like my second to third favorite song on the whole um, album. And it has Kyle Dion. You know, Kyle Dion, he's so underrated. Like, he's a great singer. Now, this song is really funky. Both of them start to sing the chorus when the girls want to stay. All the girls want to stay. Like, it's giving me that roll bounce, that movie where everyone's, like, rollerblading in in a uh, roller rink. This song, super funky. Funky, mad. Up, like, you just feel good. Like, this could be a cookout song. Like, late night cookout. Like, not early in the morning, but probably, like, 6, 7 if it's still there. And you want to turn it more into, like, a little dance dance thing going on with all the adults. Yeah, I love this song. I forgot what he said. He was like, he's like, no food, coleslaw. It was kind of funny. But, yeah, now the chorus on this song, beautiful. I love it. All the girls want us to Yes, sir. World on a wheels. Like, I really feel like I was on wheels with this song. As I said earlier, with the, like, the roller skates. And Kyle Dion. Amazing. This is one of my favorite songs that Kyle has been a part of. Beautiful. Now, his song with Full Crate. That junk was fire, too. Fuego. Yeah, he, he needs to get more respect. And then the next song is Super Good. And this is more of a slow, I feel like it's more of a spiritual song. Yeah, it's supposed to be like, you know, it's going to be brighter on the other side. Just, just chill and just like, let's lay back and live in the moment. That's what I get from this song. Yeah, super chill, super chill song. And when the chorus, like they're like singing, it sounds like a, like a church choir is in it. You know what? No, it was reminding me of like a song that the 1975 for the chorus part would have implemented in their album. Because usually every album, they have like at least one church song. And then when they had, why can't we be friends when we are lovers? That song is still heat um, called Sincerity Scary. Fuego. Fuego. And then the next song is called Find a Way, which is the last song. 
and he kind of loop. I don't know what the hell they're saying in the beginning. It's pretty much a loop of some dude like, oh no, what the hell he's saying in it. But it's a lot going on. It sounds very earthy, tribal, like African, some African um, drums in it. And matter of fact, um, Alex Malley is on it. That's her name, right? Let me check. Alex Malley? Yeah. I love her music. She has this one song that's like, and we turn around. Mad beautiful. It's heat. It's heat. She has like green hair. Fire song. And she just actually dropped the EP same week as Duckworth album, which is good. I like it. I could have reviewed that also as like an album review, but nah, this one took the cake so far for this week. I'll say Duckworth came out the winner of all music out. So overall, I'm feeling a. My first score was a 9.25. And after going through it again and listening to it while giving you another expectation or not expectation reaction out of it, I think it's still a 9.2. It's my highest rated project I've done so far on the podcast. I'm not going to give it a 9.5 because there are like certain songs that were still decent that would have been above average for other artists projects but just the tone he set the whole vibe the storytelling around this whole project it kind of brought it down because like that level he could have bumped it up a little bit more for like two or three songs so it kind of had a like the tuck like yeah the duck some points off of it but yeah great great project listen to super good you will not be disappointed this dude he has a lot of potential to actually blow up i don't think it's gonna be superstar superstar pop like like pop level but he's gonna have like i could see him getting like ten thousand, not ten thousand, ten million monthly listeners at his peak like i could see him doing that yeah, he's going to do really well. I can see him being a really live, have his live presence. And I'm just sad that the Roni took that opportunity away now to actually have like really big venues because he, he could actually do a lot with his stage and his performance for this whole project. He could just literally do every song off of here and just have a full set and it will be heat. So this week, I didn't want to add a artist spotlight or anything. So next week, I will make it up and add a new one. For one, I'm not really feeling too well. And I just want to get everyone back into the gist of the podcast because I've been MIA like a dolphin. I remember Pusha T did that off of Drake's. Yo, what is my brain doing? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like My brain's all over the place, but... Yeah, so I'm just going to hop right into the playlist because I got some songs that I want to share with you guys. So now the playlist portion, I got uh, how many songs I got? Let me count. I think I have like 15 songs. It's like a whole album. Another one. 
like DJ Khaled. If you haven't seen my video, even though it's old, check out the DJ Khaled. Two songs, Drake songs. Still, I think it's funny. So definitely check it out on my YouTube page at Lloyd Knows. So the first song that I added in for the playlist where you can find it at the Healthy Music Diet Podcast Season 1. Search it in Spotify and you will see all the songs that I've talked about in the playlist section of every podcast. They're all in one one room because before for new listeners, I had them all over the place. So I would have each episode have a, a separate p- playlist, but I'm like, yo, why would I do that? Because now it's going to be hard for the viewer and each um, episode, they're going to have to search, change the numbers. So they might say, you know, what, screw it. But now I just have it in one place for all the new listeners. So the first song is Come Back to Me by Carter Ace. I made a post about him on Instagram and he replied and he showed me some new artists. I'm like, yo, he's cool. He's growing slowly but surely. He has 116,000. It's a band, matter of fact, 116,000 monthly listeners. And his Instagram is pretty funny. I like him. And this dude has the superstar power. He's not hip-hop. He's more like, I'll say Steve Lacey. Like, he's like dream pop. Really good. And I love a lot of his songs. I've talked about him in previous episodes that you should check out. And this song, mad beautiful. Makes it super happy. He has, like, the chorus. What is meant to be will come back to me. And just the guitar, his band did a beautiful job on creating this song. Just the whole piano in the middle of the song and the trumpets. I don't know what he did or the thought, but this dude's a genius. He can be on still Woozy's level and Steve Lacey's level in like the next two years once more people and more marketing. But sadly, I think he has to get signed to really blow up to that level but then you know how the business side is it's going to be kind of tough so i wouldn't want him to do it but i want his music to be out there for more people to like actually listen to and then the next song is called groovy and it's by abby jasmine featuring guap dad 4000 i feel like guap dad is more of a internet um like funny guy like he's more like his antics on the internet it's kind of more funny and like more entertaining than his music at times but he had what falcon like 4000 or whatever falcon gang or something like that i did add it in the playlist so you should check it out it was just funny too it was like a funny song which was good but like abby jasmine she has a future i like her music right now it's only twenty nine thousand monthly listeners but groovy super groovy she could rap she got like the it factor in my opinion and guap dad he did his thing on it super funky like the guitar they had the little distortion if they added a little whammy if they had a whammy um pedal in it and just wing, wing, it would have really super hit make it really funky and groovy at the same time so yeah, check that out. And then the next song, it's not a new song, but I don't know, I was listening to something. Matter no matter of fact, I was looking at old Italian like movies from like the 70s and 80s. I don't know, I went down a rabbit hole one night. Within those two, three weeks, I was off. 
And this song is by Piero Umilani. U M I L I A N I. And it's called Lu E Lee. L U I space E space L E I. It's super old school. You can hear the recording. It sounds like it's old. I don't know what the hell he's saying, but it makes me feel mad suave on some James Bond from like Goldfinger or Octopussy. Like some super nice, like like Italian music. At first, I thought it was. Yeah, at first, I thought it was. Um, some bossa nova music but it's a lot it's really it's pretty much jazz yeah he's a jazz guy fuego so definitely check that song out i'm pretty sure i butchered how to pronounce it so definitely check out the podcast on playlist on spotify to check it out and then the next song is by a french rapper called p and l and it's called da d-a I don't know. I forgot. I think I was listening to... No, matter of fact, yeah. I was listening to the Casa... No, watching the Casablanca fashion show. It's a fashion brand. It's a new... It's my favorite brand currently. It's like a younger um, audience that are transitioning from streetwear to more into a luxury side of fashion. And now they're incorporating women's wear, which is fire too. Definitely check out Casablanca, but definitely try out their, um, I love their, their, um, scarves. Fuego. I want one. Yeah. So like, da, you're probably not going to like it. I don't know why I added it. It's nothing like crazy. It's just, uh, like a slower rap. It's pretty much French rap. If you're not a big fan of French rap, you're not going to like it. Like I'm not a super fan of it, but I respect the art. So that's all I got to say for this song. And then the next song is by one of my favorite Nigerian artists, Rema. It's called Woman. When he says, I'm in love with plenty woman. Man, this song is heat. I didn't like the song that he was with um, Tory Lanez in. It didn't do anything for me, but. Yeah, nah. Woman is super African, Nigerian. Like, I'm in love with plenty woman. I don't know why he, when he performed his Colors, um, Colors is a YouTube channel that have artists perform live music in a room. I think it's like a green screen and they all change the color to match the mood of the song. And he sang a song. I forgot which one was it, but it was okay, but he should definitely sing Woman on it if he comes back. Like this song is heat. I love this song. I just brought to mind... Burner Boy, he dropped a new album called, I think, African Giant. Or no, Twice Giant. I don't know what it was called, but it didn't do anything. I feel like that was the record labels doing, telling him to make a more commercial commercial album that wasn't fully African to brought, to broaden out the um, marketing to get new audience. Cause it did not sound like pretty much anything Burna Boy made earlier in his career that actually let him up to get that record contract. So hopefully Burner's not on the burner seat and on the hot seat where he can probably get dropped because that would suck. But yeah, now nah, I really like 
Remo. But yeah, so the next song is Patton Chanel by EC Gang featuring Octavian and a whole bunch of other guys. Octavian's a UK rapper. Like, I like some of his songs. He was on a song with Crow Santino called End of the Wicked. Fire. But now, nah, Patton Chanel, I forgot what I was doing. I stumbled on um, Octavian's Instagram. I was just looking through and there was a post where he was in a pool with a whole bunch of chicks and I guess the guy who sings the hook and it was just hitting. This song reminds me of what is it called? They Hate to See Me Shining by Playboy Cardi. It's not a release song. It's a SoundCloud song. I guess it's unreleased track. You can't really find it anywhere because they took it off many different places. I, honestly, I don't even think it's on Sound. No, it is on SoundCloud because I have it. But like YouTube, they pretty much took it off for everywhere. So it was hard to find that song. Just the beat on it. And I love Octavian's part when he's like, oh, duh, duh, duh. Uh, and then uh, something, then the the dude who sings the hook, he's like, do it again. He's like, everything's gonna be alright. And when the beat hit, fuego. Like, this is an ignorant song. Pretty much the um, Instagram posts reflected. They're in a the pool. They're just throwing liquor on chicks. Like, it's that type of time you on when you listen to this song. But the music video was just him and, like, the five guys just in a circle with a camera. I don't know. They could have done more with it. Then the next track is Twist and Turn from Popcorn featuring Drake and Party Next Door. I would say now Drake did his take on it. It's not on the level of controller, but it's a good Jamaican song. When he's like, twist and turn, twist and turn. Yeah, when Drake on that and Popcorn come in. Honestly, they could have left off Party Next Door. I don't know. I feel like the party experiments over and I'm making a YouTube video on that. So definitely stay tuned for that. There's a reason because I feel like party. He's better as a songwriter. Like his career isn't in the trajectory where a lot of people would expect him to be like a superstar. Like he's just I won't even say like star. Like he's just party next door. Like Drake just being around Drake pushed him into that stardom. But nah, Twist and Turn, Popcorn, he did his thing. This album, the fix tape, Fuego. Popcorn, like Popcorn always makes good albums. And now the next track is called Water by Little Dragon, and it's the FKJ remix. If you don't know who FKJ is, he goes by FKJ, but it's um, the acronym, the real thing is called Fresh Kiwi Juice. That's his like real name, but it's just FKJ. And, you know, I love Little Dragon. Maybe they hold a spot in my heart from, like, 2006 cause, or 2008 because growing up, when I went to, like, a after-school place that was, like, a performing arts, all, like, the cool older seniors will always listen to Little Dragon. If you don't really listen to that, that group, you're not really in the cool scene, artsy group, so... I got into them, but they made good music. Little Dragon from back in the day, like Twice, Ritual Union, Shuffle a Dream, Fuego. And like all their new stuff is good too. But I like this um, new track. Like FKJ, the remix on it makes it slow. And then she's like, When you wanna say, and like her voice seems like she's underwater for that part. It kind of 
lightly sounds a little distorted. I fuck with it. And then the next track, I'm actually surprised. Um, I have this artist on it. I haven't listened to him really since when he was big on Majestic Casual, Blackbeard. But Little Bit is the song by Blackbeard. And he's actually rapping on it. I like the beat, his cadence, everything. So, you know what? I'm going to check out Blackbeard even more. Because I stopped listening to him for like five years or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Like, it's just a hip-hop song. Maybe just the fact that it just surprised me. That actually made me add the song. I'm like, okay. Maybe those who are fans of Blackbeard are probably like, you know, this is mid. But for me, it's above mid. And now the next song is called Ocean by Wi-Fi Funeral and Smooth L. I like Smooth L, but I just feel like his time passed. He could have literally captured that pop smoke. Maybe not even pop smoke, even when he was alive. He's like the A boogie of Brooklyn Drill. And he, I don't think he manifested it because now F- Fabio took that spot. And I feel like now it's just Fabio and it's, it's going to die out, in my opinion, soon, like in, in like the next year or two. But now Wi-Fi Funeral did his thing on it. I haven't really like listened to him like that. I just know he's like ex's friend. But nah, this song is heat. Like, it's not like heat, heat. Like, you're not going to get third degree burns, but it's going to, you're going to feel the heat on it. I fuck with this song. I've been liking Smooth L on features because he was on another chick song. I forgot. What's the name of it? I don't know. I'd be forgetting everything. I'm listening to a whole bunch of music all the time. But yeah, Ocean. It's, it's a nice song. I can see you listening to this song as a pregame. This is a pregame song. So definitely check that out. And then the next song is by Pharrell and Jay-Z called Entrepreneur. I love this song. I just watched the music video. Beautiful. It's like, he's pretty much talking about black people, like black men in a sense. Because that's like the chorus, like black man, black man, black man. On some um, AMSR type shit, whispering. But it's mad funky, like Pharrell, man. This is getting back to N.E.R.D., early back in the day with like lap dance like i'm feeling that pharrell vibe yeah no i love pharrell man he's one of the goats in the music industry since like 2000 just killing it and that dude still look good at like 40 he looks like he's 20 and then jay-z did his thing too but just the message in it just makes you feel good to be black. And I just love it. Every time I listen to it now, it's giving me the feeling that Common gives me every time I listen to Common's music. Like, Common makes me feel proud to be black. And this song, Entrepreneur, just makes me feel proud to be black and just working on all the things that I aspire to do and just trying to make it into f- fruition. So, yeah, I love it. Then the next song is by BTS, Dynamite. Man, this song, heat, like, dynamite, man, funky. I'm just dancing on my Kelly stamps, like, how she be dancing to um, Twice. Like, me, I'm like, hey, let me get my little dance move routine on. When they have, like, the horns in it, like, dynamite. I'm like, okay. Shit's heat. 
And then the next song is by DJ MoMA called A Beg A Beg, A-B-E-G, but it's two times. Yeah, um, I found this song because my boy, he was listening to it on Spotify. And I was on my laptop listening to Spotify. And then on the sidebar on the right, you can see all your friends listening to music. I'm like, oh, what's this song? Great song. It's like, I beg, I beg, I beg. It reminds me of um, the song earlier on um, the podcast. I added it. What is it called? Spono. Let me check. Spononono. It's giving me that Spononono by um, Kaza D. Small with Wizkid Burner Boy. Like, this song is mad African. It's giving me that African feel. Yeah, no, this song heat. But the dude only has, like, 1,700 monthly listeners. But, nah, this is a move right here. Big song, big song. I beg, I beg, I beg. It's pretty much you're just feeling the song, just letting it just take you where it's going to take you. Yeah, so it's a great song. And then the next song... I've always had this song on my like playlist. It's like an old song. When, when was it? It says it's 2008, but I think it's later. But it's called How Do I Let Go by Dennis Ferrer and KT Brooks. I love this song. This house song. It's like, how do I let go? Like, I just love, oh my God. Just the whole, it gives me that 90s feeling. And then the singer in it, I think that's KT Brooks. Just the words in it. It just feels spiritual, like kind of like church. When he's like, oh, like, oh, oh, how do I let go? He's just trying to let go and just make the music just take take the um feeling. When he's like, the thought of losing me, have me, have you dancing in the street? And, like, and then he just keeps singing with that high note. Like, how do I let go, man? I'm just feeling it. Like, yes, how do I let go? It's making me get into my emotions. He's like, yes, I'm not ready. It's about to be my time. Like, man, beautiful song. How do I let go? I had to bring it back in when I was looking for songs to add. I'm like, you know what? I want to put everyone back on to how do I let go? Because no one, I never talked about it. So, yeah, here it is. You definitely check this song out on the playlist. And then the last song, you know, I haven't added some of my How's it going, brother? I needed some country music to just, you know, top it off. So now it's Tim McGraw. He just dropped a new song off his album. It's called Hard to Stay Mad At. Fuego. You know, it's just a country song. Tim McGraw, he doing his thing. It's another king. Or some shit. I don't know the, the lyrics fully yet. I haven't listened to it as much. But I do like this country song, you know. You don't need a little country on, on it. You know, for like a Saturday afternoon. Well, I stopped drinking now. But for a while. But like during the college days. Saturday, you know, afternoon. Crack a cold one. Throw some country music on. I'm getting that feeling anytime I listen to this song. So definitely stay um listen to hard to stay mad at thank you for all for listening to this episode it means a lot to get back into it i'm just like man i've been focusing on youtube way more than i've been neglecting the podcast and i'm just like you know this is where i really want to do but like the youtube videos is just like the marketing for like the podcast 
and I just can't like get out of it. You know, it's like a muscle. You got to keep training it. So I just want to keep making sure my quality is getting better each and every time. So I have to get back in. And, you know, I just love music and just talking and everything. So thank you for listening to this episode. And as always, if you found a track you like, I'm glad. And if not, just email me and I will go and find something tailored for you. You've been listening to the Healthy Music Diet Podcast. Till next time, peace.